In this edition of Inside Track, we pop in at BMW Motorrad South Africa to chat about some interesting new developments and celebrations. Okay, so good morning and, and uh, we are speaking to Penny um, Sturley from BMW Motorrad South Africa and in your very newly appointed position. Um, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are right now? Thank you very much, Jojo. Nice to meet you. So um, I've actually been working with BMW for six years already, but I used to head up the corporate direct and special sales team. So I was responsible for car sales to government divisions, car rental divisions, diplomats, embassies, anything that's really a direct sale that doesn't go through a dealership. And then also the armored car division. So um it's been very interesting to make this change for me. I think it's completely different, but there's a lot of learnings that I can take from where I was and, and bring it across to the motor aid side. So um, specifically on the government department side, so we do see a lot of Honda bikes on the road. I'd like to change that and get some more BMWs out there. Um, we are on the RT57 tender, which is the government tender. So there's lots of opportunity, and I just think what we need to do is make sure that the police are exposed to our products. Won't you tell us about, Penny, the rider? Do you do you ride? So I actually started going for lessons in December last year. Um, I don't ride, but I am loving it. Um, I've booked for my learners, and I go in two weeks' time. So what I think is quite nice, though, is that it's nice for me to just sort of step back and look at our target audience and who we've been selling bikes to. And I think what we need to do is grow market share in the, in the female segment, younger riders, riders, riders of all colors and ages and creeds. And the only way that we're going to do that is to get women onto bikes. And I think that there is a little bit of an intimidation factor with going for lessons, especially when you're a little bit older. But I think now knowing that I've done the journey, and I know what my experience was and how I felt, we can tailor make these kind of journeys and make sure that it's easy for people to go into bikes and learn and have fun and that there's other women that also want to ride with them. And it would also be nice to have, when we open our Rider Academy, female trainers, you know. So I think there's lots of scope for us to do different things now. And I'm very excited to go on my first bike ride. I think it's brilliant that you're going to grow into that position. Um, I, I, it might not be ideal in the beginning and you you might I'm sure feel, feel a little bit intimidated or not knowing what to expect but at the same time like you say you're going to grow into it and you're going to become the rider and understand your your product base and your and your client base much better I agree you know you generally you hire people that have done this for so long um, and they already have a perception of the journey because they're at the end of the journey or you know they've been riding for 20 years so I think to start sort of Looking at a journey from somebody from the beginning and their experiences is very interesting. It's quite a, it's 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 been quite a male-dominated environment, right? It has definitely. I do think it has to change, and I think it has to change everywhere. So even if you look at the dealerships and you look at who's selling the bikes in the dealerships, you see very little female salespeople in the dealerships, and I think it's quite important that we change that perception. Um, not that a woman doesn't want to buy a motorcycle from a man, but I think it's quite nice to know that you feel comfortable going into a dealership and um, you can relate to the people that are on the floor. So I think it's definitely something that we need to work on. It really is. So I hope that we're going to change it a lot. I really do. Let's get some women pubs out there and make sure that it works. And I think it's also quite nice because men who've been riding bikes for a long time sometimes don't have their wife go along or they ride at the back. So 
I mean, let's all go riding together. I'm certainly one um, that's rooting very hard for it. And if you go and look at, at my history and the people that I've hosted and interviewed on gravel travel so far, there's a there's a, a nice substantial blow or, or push of women into the industry. People like Maura Campbell, who's now opened Open Rider Academy, who's training, um, and and even the round the world people. Um, there, there's. Uh, um, Joe Rist is, is with KTM, fast KTM at the moment. And it's nice. It's nice to see. It's nice to see people like uh, Tay Perry, who's won the Dakar, who, who's been a, a Dakar entrant and, and, and finisher and who, who fared really, really well. So that's, that is, there's definitely a, a nice, strong push into it. I agree. So there's another there's another female running a motor ride division around the world in the US. So, so far, there's two of us. So we'll see if we can beat the cells of those men out there. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> I do. I do like that a, a lot. And okay. So, um, what what are there any other particular challenges that you that you see in the in the in the foreseeable future, other than COVID? Because that's always that's also been very interesting. And year on year since two thousand and. 15, 16, I think there's been quite a rapid decline every year of motorcycle sales in the market. Um, and it's not just BMW. I think it's it, it goes for, for all um, brands. I agree. So, I mean, when we look at the figures, 42% down this year on, on average, if you look at what we were compared to last year. So we do have our challenges set out, but I think it's quite important. I mean, we're launching the R18 um, in the next two months. And I think it's quite important that what we're focusing on is increasing our segments. So we're already in the leisure segment. We're already in the GS segments. And GS is one of our biggest, obviously, um, in terms of volume for us. But with a, with R18, that's a heritage cruiser segment. And I think by opening that up, it's giving us more ability to enter new markets that we've never been involved in before. And I think it's also important to market different. So, um, to get younger people on bikes, I mean, I've, I'm sure you've seen that with COVID, there's a lot more deliveries going on than what there ever was before. But I mean, are those deliveries legislated? I mean, are the industries that are getting people to climb on the bikes and deliver whatever needs to be delivered, giving the people proper training and proper equipment and gear? Um, and how do we get those people on a course to make sure that they're not going to damage themselves or anyone else in the process of delivering your food. So I think what government needs to start looking at is legislating that these people are properly trained. Um, and I think it's an industry that's going to go grow. So out of COVID, you have this terrible drop in and decline in sales, but it brings another opportunity like we see there in terms of deliveries. Now, something that I'm a bit more interested in, and that's meant a hell of a lot for BMW, undoubtedly, is the GS as a, as a brand. And where it all started off with the first motorcycles competing in in the Dakar with Hubert Ariol and, and famous names like that. And this year is the 40th anniversary of the brand of the GS. And and what are your plans around that? What is there anything specific other than the the, 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 the special launches or the special edition launches? So we really were hoping to go big. I mean, 40 years of GS for us is, is really, it's amazing. And it's, especially in South Africa, with us having one as South Africans for three years, 
um, on the GS Trophy. It's been it's been phenomenal, and I think we've disappointed a lot of people by having COVID this year. I mean, it couldn't have come at a worst year. So we're really hoping to still try and do something in November. We're obviously going to have to watch that rest- restrictions don't go back to a level three or something crazy. But I mean, if we can have it, we definitely will. So, um, well. Probably we won't be as big as what we would have liked to have it be, um, but we do have the special editions coming out. We'll we'll try to do something dealer-based as well if we can't do a, a big event. So I'll definitely keep you posted, but we can't let this opportunity pass us by. If we can do it, we have to do it. And, I mean, it's the heart of our brand at, at the end of the day. Um, GS for us is where our bread and butter is. So, And I think it's quite nice to make sure that we, we continue in that legacy. It's, it's really important for us. Won't you take us some, through some of the details and what you're planning around the special editions of um, for this time and for the celebrations? We have a couple of special colors coming through on bikes. Um, we should have them in the next 30 days or so. Uh, it's really good. And we also have a special rider edition gear. So it's coming through in the same colors that match the bike. Um, and obviously, we're not bringing in a, a lot. We're bringing in 40 because it's 40 years of GS. So those will be obviously limited edition um, uh, that we're bringing through. But um, we've had we've had such a good take up, and I think everyone's going to be interested in these. So um, if you're interested, I can send you some pictures. And I mean, they really do look good. It's it's been a relatively strange year for all of us, but it's also exciting for BMW Motorrad from the point that you are launching or, or bringing two different motorcycles in a, in a relatively challenging market already, the R18 and then the, the, the 40th celebration or the, 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 the special editions for that celebration. Anything else that we can look forward to that you are planning? Um, we've, well, we definitely, with, with a Rider Academy that's opening, that's very, very exciting. So we found a good... Um, a good site, and what's quite nice is that it gives us the opportunity to bring people to our rider academy where they can do on and off-road tracks. Um, we'll be opening that on weekends, so you can come have a coffee with us. We'll have all the bikes parked. You can start on courses, but if you just want to simply, if your if your wife wants to go shopping and you want to come and ride the bike so that she can buy her clothes in peace and quiet, come spend the day and um, have a cup of coffee, ride your bike on any of the tracks that you like. We're going to have yoga. We're going to have bicycle riding. You can bring your four by fours on the off-road track. So I think that's going to be nice. There's not a hell of a lot to do in terms of entertainment in, in Joburg specifically. So I think this is going to be such a nice hub for people and our customers to get together and spend time together and do what they're passionate about. Or they can maybe for that day not go shopping and uh, come to the academy and meet Penny in person and um, and and do their own training. Come there <laughs> on a well, exactly. The woman, <laughs> the woman can come ride with me now. <laughs> Penny, thank you very much. Thank you for your time. It's a pleasure and nice to meet you, JJ. Just a reminder that if you would like to communicate or get hold of any of our guests on the show, please go into the show notes. You will find all the relevant information there. You enjoyed this podcast, right? Would you please consider leaving a short review on Apple? It takes less than 60 seconds and it makes a difference in convincing hard-to-get guests.